do the work, I really only needed access to like Google Docs. Do the work. Do the work. She's doing the work. (laughs) Mm, Come on, (laughs) do that work. Welcome back, rich girls and boys, to the Rich Girl Roundup weekly discussion of the Money with Katie show. As always, I'm your host, Katie Gaddy Tossan, and every Monday morning, Hannah and I dig into an interesting money discussion. So before we do that, here is a quick message from the sponsors of this segment. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. All right, before we get into today's conversation, this week's upcoming main episode is about the surprising case for taking a mini sabbatical and all of the potential career and life benefits of taking a step back, enjoying some intentional time away from work, and how it actually might be more in reach than you even realize. Hannah, what do you think? Sabbatical, yay or nay? I think everybody would know I'm a yay. This is a trick question because you work with me. The trick question is I will never get one because Katie and I can't turn our brains off. Um, (laughs) However, I was thinking when you do the intro every time and you say, and every Monday morning, Hannah and I are going to unpack whatever. So we sent this out in the newsletter last week and someone just responded back, who is Hannah? And I was (laughs) like, great question. So, hello, I am Hannah. Hannah's like ego balloon just... Deflated just a little bit. Dude, but you know what? That's because the newsletter audience isn't in on Rich Girl Roundup the way our pod fam is. Because all the reviews are like, I like Henna. I like Henna's takes. (laughs) Henna's my favorite. Or Hannah, if they they spell your name wrong. Hina. It's spelled phonetically. I don't know how else to help. Nothing will ever be funnier than when we first met and you were showing me your wedding. Um... (laughs) The uh, designs that are painted on an Indian woman's hands when she gets married. Yes, I showed you my own hands from my wedding. And I go, oh my God, that's so cool. What's that called? And you go, it's called henna. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh. Yeah, you wrote dot, 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 henna. Henna. I was like, oh yeah. Spell differently, spell differently. I'll give you credit for that one. Um, I think this week's question is a fun one because you and I have both had experience in this one. So... It came from Meredith M. It said, I'm interested in starting a side hustle, but it seems there are so many upfront costs like website hosting, domain registration, logo design, advertising. How much is reasonable to spend before I even know if I'll make any money? So Katie, we could start with you. I know obviously your side hustle, you know, ballooned. For most people who are just starting out, what would be your two cents? Well, it's interesting because earlier this year, I was kind of getting the itch to try to start another business that like focused on expanding the mission of Money with Katie a little bit and just how can we facilitate building positive habits, lifestyle design, that type of stuff that's not money specific. And it put me back in those interesting beginner shoes that I had not felt for a few years because as I was really thinking about do I want to do this? Do I not? Do I even have time to do this? Obviously, I kind of decided I did not have time to do it right now at this phase in my life. But 
between registering the website on Squarespace for commerce, which allows you to sell products, filing for an LLC in Delaware using Stripe Atlas, which is how I filed for money with Katie's, and it kind of does that incorporation for you, which makes it easier, and paying for an email marketing provider like Flowdesk or one of those types of companies that allow you to email customers. I was looking at around $800 in costs, and it really reminded me of those early days of building this business, because in retrospect, obviously the startup costs required to get money with Katie off the ground feel infinitesimal to me infinitesimal. now. Infinitesimal? Wow. What a it's word. It's a good word, isn't it? It's fun. It's fun to say. I just think it's such a nice word. Infinitesimal. Can I be honest, though? I like have only ever seen this word written. And so I was like, that's the word I want to use, but I actually don't even know how to pronounce it. So last night on Google, I'm typing in the infinitesimal, and then I you play it, and it that like robot voice reads it to you, and I'm sitting there like infinitesimal, infinitesimal. Okay, got it. It reminds me of the um, debate that I had on my stories that my friend started where he was like, do people say suggest or suggest? And everybody was like, oh, we say suggest. And I was like, no, I say suggest. Suggest? Yes, everyone said they say suggest. And I said, no, no, I say suggest. What? And I know, and I went on Google and I did the same thing. And then Google even said suggest. And I was like, that's so strange. And I looked it up and it turns out that suggest is the British way of saying things. So that gets me one step closer to Harry Styles. But suggest is the American way of saying it, which I just think is extra work for the same word. Everyone knows that if you say something in a British accent, you just automatically sound smarter. A hundred percent. So I'm going to stick with our pronunciation. But at the time, I had zero dollars in revenue and also no plan for monetization. It was just basically a hobby at that point. And it was just pure expense funded by my paycheck job. So it felt like a shit ton of money. And it was a rock and a hard place because within reason, there was really no way for me to operate without those things. Like I needed those things in order to do what I wanted to do. Right. Given like what you wanted to actually do with the side hustle. Yes. The nature of the side hustles. So I basically started with the most basic plan on Squarespace and I paid monthly. So it was less than $20 a month at the time. Not sure how much it costs now. And I did that until I needed to upgrade to the commerce version to sell products, at which point it was, okay, well, this is fine because I'm I'm paying more so that I can directly monetize this hobby. Mm-hmm. So there was a bit of a, okay, I can see if I can sell two or three per month that's going to pay for itself, right? And I still paid monthly because I was not confident yet that it was going to work. So I was like, well, I'm not going to plunk down 300 bucks for this annual plan yet. I'm just going to kind of pay as I go and see how it goes. And I didn't file for an LLC until I actually started making, quote unquote, real money. I didn't start putting those legal parameters in place until there were thousands of dollars coming in every month, at which point I was like, all right, I should probably limit my liability here, which... I will add, there is this weird misconception that becoming an LLC or having an LLC is like a crazy tax hack that you suddenly get all these tax. It's like, no, this just means that if someone sues your business, they cannot come after your personal assets. So if anything, being an LLC guarantees you're going to pay more in taxes because now you're definitely paying that 15.3% self-employment tax in addition to the other taxes you're paying. So all that to say, it's like a legal protection thing in my mind, and I didn't feel like it was necessary to pay for that until things really started to grow. And you're working with like money. You're It's a yeah. financial product. So I think that that's smart that you were thinking of like, what's the liability that I'm going to be on the hook for? 
Mm -hmm. How do you think about it? I think of this in two different levels. So one, I think it depends on what your side hustle is. But the question I would have asked this person or myself back in the day is what are the must-haves for starting a side hustle? Like what do you need to do the actual work itself? And then what are costs that you can plan for a little bit down the road, kind of like your LLC? But more often than not, just in my own world, I found that costs like domain registration, like logos, like the things that they were talking about were secondary to just like doing the work. And to do the work, I really only needed access to like Google Docs. I'm laughing because it just reminds me so much of like the woo-woo spiritual. Uh, Do the work. Do the work. She's doing the work. You're like, it came secondary to just doing the work. I'm like, "Mm, yes, bitch. (laughs) Come on. Do that work. Well, in order to do said work, I needed the internet and Google Google. Drive. (laughs) Google Drive. And so I think sometimes thinking of those costs can actually hold you back because you're thinking, oh, I don't have money to do these things, blah, blah, blah. But then I realized once I just kind of put my availability to do the work out there, people came to me and then it became much more of a word of mouth rather than like trying to see if the SEO could like get someone to come to my website and and see if my logo really inspired someone and said, oh, I like their aesthetic or whatever. The other piece of this was I found my freelance work through people I had previously worked with or went to school with. And so I only built things like a portfolio or a website or whatever after I started to gain traction, to your point, kind of with like building the commerce site. I didn't have any of those other pieces and I still had side hustle work coming in. And actually to this day, I I stopped paying for a website. I stopped paying for all those things because I have reliable enough clients that I don't need to have a presence elsewhere. Oh, that's interesting. Like you have a retainer basically. Right. It's like, oh, I just have these. I'm not looking for new work. I'm just maintaining these relationships. Exactly. So it was like, it's a sunk cost for me to have a website that I like don't need to continue getting this income on the side. What I would kind of suggest too is can you weigh the kind of income you could reasonably expect to get from what you want to do versus what you want to put into it to start and also consider what you could cut from your normal budget to put towards these things. So like you and I have talked about, well, if you're scared to invest, what if you put money that you were going to go out to dinner with just in, in an investment account? And then if you lose it all, which unlikely to happen, but it's like no harm, no foul. Can you do the same and do that for your startup costs? Like maybe just once a month, you put $50 from a dinner or two into a pile. And then if you don't make any money for a while, again, it's kind of like no harm, no foul. Or you could see it as like an investment in your business growth, like because you can write this off on your taxes, even if it's at a loss. So it's okay if you lose money tax-wise, I think, for some of these things. Yeah, like um, you would be like, oh, it's a Schedule C loss. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you go into like tax actor, TurboTax or whatever, and it's like, what was your income? And you're like, zero. <laughs> like, yeah. You broke what were all my the expenses? expenses, like $1,000, you know. I think that's really wise. And I think at the end of the day, where I come down on this is that if this works, particularly if this is not just, oh, I'm just trying to make some extra cash and it doesn't really matter how. It's a means to an end, right? It's Mm -hmm. not that I'm actually trying to like build a business on the side. But if you are trying to build a business on the side, if this is like what you're trying to really do, it's your exit ramp out of your current situation or a career change, these costs will be the greatest financial investment you ever make. Your ROI on money spent on these things is going to be a thousand percent if it works, right? Yeah. So I think like if it's even a moderate success, 
then you have paid for it many, many, many times over the best financial investment you're going to make. So I would definitely say I err on the side of going for it if you're interested in it and not getting hung up on the, oh, it's a hundred bucks. It's like at the end of the day, that's relatively easy to make back. But I do think that there's there's an interesting argument to be made. I was reading something the other day where someone was like, before you are allowed to spend any money on a business, you have to make $100 somehow, some way. If you can't generate $100 with your idea without a website or without these other things, then you shouldn't be buying a website. And I'm not sure that I agree with that because I'm like, I, de- I could not have generated $100 with money with Katie probably without a website because my product was a blog. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, you need the site, right? So I don't know that I have a hard and fast rule, but I do think that when it comes to that kind of stuff, I err on the side of like, it is an investment in yourself. It is an investment in the future. And if you feel like you need it to do what you need to do, yeah. Um, one of the things that I wrote too is like, what is the ultimate goal from the side hustle? Is it your full-time job? Is it that you want to grow an empire or whatever? But I, I think there might also be a contingent of people who know that they want to have a side hustle, but they don't know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I would say if cost is what's stopping you, I think there are a lot of side hustles out there that have like negligible, low, free startup costs that you could consider. I'm trying to think of some like super easy ones, like transcriptions is huge, dog walking. But the last thing I'll say about this is you want to weigh kind of what are your ongoing costs versus like one time and fixed costs, because I think that will also help you figure out if it's an investment you want to make because your business license or like paying for a logo, those are like one time fixed costs, right? But like your point about having to renew your website spend every month, that's an ongoing variable cost that might change based on if you want to sell products, if you don't, if you want to have paid spend behind social media, that's something that's going to change. So I do think kind of writing everything down on paper and deciding which buckets those things fall into and like what feels most reasonable might help you decide this is the threshold I'm willing to spend right now and make a bet on myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's all for this week's Rich Girl Roundup. And we will see you on Wednesday to talk about the opposite of side hustling, (laughs) taking a sabbatical. Email us uh, if you say suggest or suggest because now we need to know. No other context, just... (laughs) Just the subject line. Or how, yeah, how do you even write them differently? So I say suggest with, I would just type it out as two J's. And then suggest is with the hard G, then the J. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us if your team double J or hard G. Bye. Bye. Bye.